Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spietling and today I take you on a journey with an interview with Sonero Collective about music and spiritual experiences. Sonero Collective is Berlin's consciousness collective and facilitates personal growth via mindful experiences and they are embracing the combination of music meditation and yoga which i really like so well enjoy alisa and temple you're the founders of the sonero collective and wonderful creative souls i'm very excited um, welcome to our interview yeah, yeah happy to be here <laughs> thank you so take us into your personal here and now. How are you today? Um, so doing good. Uh, each day has been different. I'm Temple, so I'm one of the co-founders. And um, yeah, of course, since the COVID-19 situation happened, we had a lot of things also closed down, like we had festivals that we had planned to curate the festival stages. Uh, we had meditations and we had to kind of change all the plans. So we had to do a lot of reorganization. Um, and that then came with a lot of personal work. So like going into ourselves and figuring out, okay, what are the next steps? How do we still reach people? How do we still create these experiences? And one way we've done that is doing like online experiences. So we made this online course um, called the Online Sound Workshop Series um, and different things like that. So figuring out how we could bring the project into the online sphere um, and then also now, since the rules and regulations in Berlin are starting to relax a little bit, starting to see, okay, what can we do? How can we bring people together in real life? And yeah, so we're at the moment, we first translated into online and now we're transitioning back into bringing experiences into the real world again. Yeah. So you are basically based in Berlin and, um, I want to know a bit the story before we dive deeper into the collective and the, wor the work that you do. I would love to hear your story, the story of Alisa and Temple. <laughs> how did you first met and then later how came the idea of the collective into life? Um, yeah, well, we met in 2015. Um, I just came back from studying and living in Mexico. And um, I think I met Temple at a festival, but maybe we didn't really cross paths so much then. But um, we met actually in a music studio and made a song together. He was in a jam session and really, yeah, jamming out with his friends. And then I just came in and they gave me a microphone in the hand and were like, sing. And I was like, oh, gosh, I've never yeah. done that. I was so nervous. But then I was like, okay, I have to do something now. So I just... Um, Yes, yeah, had a poem that is really dear to me and the guys, yeah, recorded it and right away made a song out of it and it somehow really touched them and it touched me and yeah, somehow I think this was really the moment when we deeply connected and from then on I invited him to join the music meditations that I was doing before and with other musicians and um, yeah, Temple really fascinated me with being su such a multi-instrumentalist 
genius playing so many different instruments and singing. So, yeah, we invited more musicians and our sessions got bigger and more elements came into. And like this, it was a really organic growth within ourselves and within the project until we were like, oh, wow, we really need a name. We do like bigger sessions now. For example, we did one at Kata or at Holzmarkt and a huge, huge space with many, many people and an epic sound and scenery with lights and the water lights and uh, crystal installations and a cello and a uh, violin. And we were like, wow, we really, we have to give it a name now. And then mm -hmm. we spent a while on this and I was back then still doing my master's at uh, Humboldt University and I was studying a lot about dream states and the aesthetics of of the dream world, the aesthetics of the oneric, and then it came together that uh, the word of uh, sound, sonido in Spanish, and onero, which is, yeah, like the Greek archetype of the dream. So, yeah, this is really what the essence, what we felt as the essence to guide out of the everyday life consciousness, maybe on a ship of sound or something, into this more dream, intuitive, imaginary sensory worlds mm -hmm. that we can experience yeah yeah and um me and elisa when we first met um, i came from more of this creative rock and roll you know and then also a bit into the techno electronic experimental music scene world and elisa was creating these meditations and they really fascinated me as well and you know to really bring the music scene and all the things we can learn from ambient music or binaural beats or different things we can do with technology and then taking ancient instruments and mixing those together um, and how we could take those elements and bring them into meditation and into sound journeys to create something that would be new and, and unique and really also apply to people who maybe haven't gone into those spheres before so people who haven't meditated before you know how do we branch out into the you know techno environment or festival environment yeah. and really bring the music with those people and it's so beautiful that actually spirituality and music connected you and um, also brought this collective into life so maybe you can introduce us a bit um, into the work that you do with the collective yeah so we We've been doing this since 2015, and the work that we do is basically creating different events. We also curate festival stages. We create productions at home and meditations at home that people can then experience. We facilitate sound journeys. Um, we facilitate yoga and meditation retreats, and we also have events in Berlin. So we have these like sound journeys that people can come to um, and experience it in a small group setting. And then we've also brought our music and productions to bigger festivals and where we create like a whole festival stage. Like, for example, last year we did one festival stage where we had a team of 16 people and really incorporated everybody and had this beautiful experience of creating a whole program and bringing mantra singing and music meditations, yoga, you know, even like lach yoga, things mm. like that into it and really connecting people through the work. Yeah, I mean, that it's really about what the essence is that we want to share and what is the art and the medicine that also flows through us. And for this, we have many different formats because, yeah, everybody also has a different need. So some people first want to experience this world 
um, slightly so they come to a musical ceremony that we host here in Berlin or someone to go deeper and then join us for a seven-day retreat or someone to actually really learn how to work with sound. This is a new project that we do that we teach people how to work with therapeutic instruments and how to hold space with sound, which is amazing because it really activates so much creativity in the people, even for those who, who never work with music. So we all have the capability to not just receive music, but also to create sound and to work with with this incredible um, medicine. Yeah. And I like to ask this question, people that do have this combination of the inside world and the outside world of festivals and music. Um, I ask this, I guess, um, um, a gong master from Ibiza and also Hans Kusto, who studied um, the sound of the cosmos and... I think everyone has a different answer to that. So I want to hear your personal answer, your personal opinion about it, um, because it's actually your daily work. In your opinion, which impact does sound have on mind, body and soul? Well, um, first of all, it really brings us into into feeling, into really activating the intelligence of our body and of, of our emotional body. What I witness a lot, especially also during festivals where we sometimes hold musical ceremonies and 400 people join, and of course many of them never experienced such a thing. And if we go around with the huge uh, frame drums or shaman drums and we play them and people receive this deep, deep resonance, it brings them into a remembering something that is greater and older than they are and this is like a yeah it's really rooting us back into a deep connection that we have as humans with with the natural world with, mm -hmm. this, with the spirit world in community so for me it's feeling and remembering and through this remembering we can also align ourselves better to our authentic life path I feel because it's it's everything is there already you know like all what we are looking for or what we wish for everything is already there and it's just about remembering mm -hmm. um, what we really want or what we feel and what is true to us and what we know so um, yeah it activates everything that the rational mind maybe is not um, remembering sometimes mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so um, I've been trying to study the theory of sound and how it affects our mind on different levels for quite a while now, um, especially how it connects with neuroscience and how it connects so scientifically with the brain chemistry. Um, and it's quite incredible what you'll see in nature, for example. So nature has a, a tending to order itself in synchronicity. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you see that in fish, like schools of mm -hmm. fish, how they swim together and a predator will come and they'll all scatter apart, but then they'll come together in these beautiful forms, or say birds, for example, they come mm -hmm. into this synchronicity. Um, and all things tend to come to order. So that also applies to sounds and our mind. So when we hear, for example, at a festival, if you hear um, like a really big sound system all playing something that's in 140 BPM, people's minds attuned to that frequency mm -hmm. because it's the largest connecting force sonically in that space. So it's the loudest thing. And their brains start to lock into step with this. And this is called entrainment. Um, and this is something that we use in our meditation 
um, ceremonies and the work that we do, but not in the same way that it would be done at a techno floor, for example. So there you have something that's very fast and people get energized and people get entrained and they feel this kind of we're all one. So what we do is we bring very, very slow and low frequencies mm -hmm. into into consciousness. So such Sometimes, as delta waves and theta waves. <laughs> and um, those are the main binaural beats that we use. Mm -hmm. And that can then bring people into deeper meditative states or even sometimes into a deep sleep state that then mm -hmm. they're more into the unconscious. Um, and so just this study of how music in general um, can affect our mind-body and then how sound itself with the frequencies that it emits, how that affects us. And mm -hmm. I mean, I could talk about that all day. I mean, for, for example, the I won't talk about it all day, though. <laughs> um, like, because the most beautiful thing about sound is that everything is vibration, right? That's what the yeah. yogis have been saying, but that's also now what quantum physics says, because we see that these atoms vibrate and they give off a certain frequency that we can hear. So when we hit the gong, for example, and the strong pressure wave comes off of the gong, that literally changes somewhat of your um, atomic structure in some way, shape, or form. So sound is in some ways all there is, you could say. It's also a beautiful part of life. Yeah, and it's, it is the medicine. This is also how we see it and how we work with it. It's just a different way to approach healing or to also let healing pass through the body. As Temple said, on a very rational, physical level, yeah, it has an effect. We are mm -hmm. mainly made out of water and we know what sound and vibration can do to water and it can help us in such a deep level to release trauma from our body or um, to really help us to activate or strengthen our self-healing capacity. So there's, there's so, so many things. And most importantly, it opens the heart. And this is where everything starts and where every, what is the path. And at the end of the day is to open the heart and, yeah, to walk the heartful path. Mm -hmm. Wow, I love what you just said. It's really, I mean, I, I feel the same. I could talk about sound and frequencies for hours and also the scientific part of it. Um, it just makes so much sense. For example, the before mentioned um, gong master from Ibiza, he also is studying um, which impact the sound waves or the sound frequencies have on a cellular level. So this is also so interesting and how really the body is also changing and our chemistry is changing. And I believe you made wonderful experiences with those frequencies at um, festivals, right? So for um, festivals that you are attending with the collective are, for example, Feel Festival, Garbage and Meadows in the Mountains. Um, mm -hmm. With which frequencies did you have the best experiences at festivals? Well, um, um, that all depends. Yeah, I mean, we always work with different um, sessions and mm -hmm. we prepare. But at the same time, we are also very open to see what's needed. For example, at Medicine and Mountains, we were on, I don't remember how many thousands of meters height. And we barely had electricity. Mm -hmm. And yet what we were what we created there in the moment and also recorded you can listen to it on on soundcloud or we have also we we also made a film about it about our experience there um it's 
completely intuitive and always yeah depending what the space also needs mm -hmm. yeah and um it depends on the session which actual sound frequencies we use um i have within my daw uh, so my digital audio workstation i have these different frequencies that i play say that um, are meant to activate certain chakras um, then there's different frequencies which are meant to have faster binaural rhythms mm -hmm. so that they they create um faster cycles of oscillation within the brain. Um, but generally, we stay in a theta wave or a delta wave mm -hmm. uh, frequency. So these are very slow. So you can imagine something like, whoa, kind of <laughs> mm -hmm. almost like a womb feeling, um, and really to bring people into a deep, deep state of consciousness. Yeah, and actually, what's so interesting is that the chakra meditation, um, we are doing this for several years, and it's at the festivals, one of the most uh, intense experiences. So we go through the main energetic fields along the spine <clears throat> and people stay during the whole session, Sorry, <clears throat> sometimes even for like two hours. And we use, of course, also organic instruments, therapeutic mm -hmm. instruments, but also the binary beats and the frequencies. And um, yeah, it has a huge impact on people, even on a festival where there's so much happening around. And I always find it so incredible to see this bubble that we create for mm -hmm. several hundreds of people laying there or sitting there. And it sometimes rains or gets super mm -hmm. hot, you know, it's not the perfect conditions on the festivals sometimes or it's cold suddenly but people stay so present and this is yeah what the sound does and for each chakra there we use different frequencies yeah, yeah so there's a lot of debate about whether there are specific frequencies for specific chakras and there's also people who say there's specific frequencies for certain organs in your body and so on um in general none of that can really be proven because it's all experiential but what we've found is if we really put the intention into the work and say like okay now we move into the root chakra or now we move into this certain element and you really bring the intention with the sound you create that then that experience is then created for everyone else because you're really putting all of your energy into that mm -hmm. so say if, if we were making a sound journey but not really paying attention and thinking about what we want to eat <laughs> it won't have the same effect on people so it's really about what intention do you put behind the sound And what we love to do is, of course, have that sound carpet, you know, this kind of um, binaural beat or some really low frequency. And then, like Elisa said, we really bring instruments in. We invite different artists in and we have this, you know, it's a more musical experience than your standard meditation music would be. And then sometimes it's just a shamanic experience with the frame drums and, you know, bringing gongs in. So really creating this cornucopia of of musical meditative experience. Yeah, and I think those experiences are really immersive and transformational experiences. The funny thing is that I um, read the study from the Burning Man because every year Burning Man is asking um, the attendees about their opinion, about the reason why they attend Burning Man. And among the top three reasons is to experience this transformational experience there and I mean it's not a secret that more and more festivals are offering um, mindful programs side programs at festivals why do you think is this target audience really longing for this mindful experience 
Well, because I think, yeah, people really, really want to have sustainable experiences. No, you, it's not just about this, yeah, incredible, excessive dance or moment, but it's really about creating more lasting um, experiences and transformational um, moments, and especially, yeah, also really coming together based on values and like a value for example on a festival we talk about it a lot in the opening ceremonies many times we do ceremonies to open the festival at the main stage or at the stage that we curate and it's so beautiful and so important also for the whole festival we always feel that and people are so thankful to to join that and sometimes i ask them like why are you here And to really get clear about, yeah, I want to connect, I want to open or, you know, all these values also. And then to really learn how to to open for these greater causes and these shifts. And the, spirit, the holistic work can really bring you in touch with that. And um, it's not separated from us to do this kind of work. We don't have to call it, I don't know, chakra meditation or a full moon woman circle also also we do actually um woman circles and men circles at festivals and i always tell people um hey it's something so natural together as women or together as men it's absolutely down to earth mm -hmm. so let's just sit down and get together and talk and then all these amazingly beautiful transformational processes can start and i think this is what i said before it's just about remembering You know, and sometimes it's not about all the fancy techniques and holistic methods. It's about really the values and living them and creating them with integrity and making them an experience that everybody feels comfortable with and that mm -hmm. there's not a separation between, oh, I'm just starting it or, you know, like just really coming together. Yeah. So I also see, um, I mean, if you look at festivals in an ancient sense when people used to gather together they would gather together and make rituals and ceremonies and and they'd also get together and think about where they are in the moment so making ceremonies for the nature and so on like rain dances and so on and these gatherings of festivals are somewhat an extension of that that we get out of our everyday life to really gather as humans and we put too many humans in one place And then we see what happens and go into this kind of chaos world as well in certain ways. Um, and the holistic work and the spiritual work, I think, brings a bit more balance into it. And then when you go to, say, a nice workshop after you've been dancing all night, um, you get this, you know, heart opening feeling. And you go, wow, okay, yes, I'm here to connect with other people. You know, I've had the experience before I got into the whole um, holistic work where I, was, I would go to festivals and you would just, you know, you'd drink a lot and you'd have a crazy time. But then you actually forget why you came because you actually come to connect and be together with all those people. And I think a lot of us will end up going to festivals and then you just stay in your little friend group and you don't actually connect with the, the wider world, this like small cosmic world that's been created there. And so these holistic and heart-opening experiences can really open people to say, oh, wow, I'm here to meet new people. I'm here to connect in an authentic way. And it really opens up and it maybe gives the opportunity for a festival to be a sustainable experience and not just one that's based on consumption. So, of course, you're also consuming 
the meditation and you're consuming yoga, but that's then fulfilling you with a different kind of energy. In your practice, yeah. Mm -hmm. And also what I really realized and is um, that people on a festival are so much more open to try out <coughs> all these things. So this is why we also kept on doing this work for the past years because it's so much work and it takes a lot of energy for us. We go to the festivals many times, we come with several cars full of instruments that we collected in the past years across the world. Some instruments are self-made and I'm collecting these antique embroideries and saris and all the things to really create a really inviting and Yeah, inspiring landscape that people can dive into. We, we also create huge altars and really the sacred space. Mm -hmm. So this is a lot of work and energy and we still do it, you know, um, because I, I could really witness the, the, the power that lies in these moments because people are so much more playful and open at festivals. And um, yeah, I really believe that personal growth is leading to social change and this is um yeah that we can really have a, a greater impact by doing this work and being in service also at festivals where people are more likely to join a woman's circle or a man's circle or a chakra sound journey and then get inspired to yeah. to go on with their practice wherever yeah. they live and what's great is we've also had we've had it where people who've never meditated before never been to a men's or woman's circle you know, never been into anything within that sphere of daily life, who've come into it and then they start following the project. They say, oh, they get into finding their own men's group or joining our men's group or, you know, going to meditation and starting to do yoga. And so you have this big opportunity for people who are already open through the festival experience to really find this way. And we're trying to build this, you know, people can say collective consciousness, but in general, bring people on that path And, you know, to base it not only in spirituality, but to also base the experiences in science so that you have, you know, the best of both worlds. So it's somewhat kaifbar, like you can mm -hmm. grab what the experience actually is. I just want to point out two wonderful and important things that you said. One was that um, through um, sound and yoga and meditation, you can really open up and you remember why you went to the festival so for example what you said was together with other to co connect with others other people and from your experience how can really like the combination of sound meditation and yoga why do you think they complement so well and maybe it's also what you automatically do when music turns on that you like um, you start to dance so it's like a um, generic flow that comes out of your body. You don't even think about how to move. You just dance. And would you say this is like yoga and meditation and sound is exactly that? This intuitive way of moving? Um, yeah, I think or what people tell us a lot is that they love when they come to our sessions that they can feel it with all their senses. And I mean, to feel the present moment through your whole being, I mean, that's the greatest opening. And then that you can experience not on a, on a physical level. And then when through the music, even the heart gets touched and the heart mm -hmm. opens, this is like ecstasy in a, 
in a very natural and um, sustainable and sober way. No, I mm -hmm. think this is to to make it really short. This is um, what people experience. And for example, Templar talked earlier about the intention that we put in. Mm -hmm. For example, when we were on tour, um, like for each tour, we also we we gather and we practice as a team, and we go this path with ourselves and learn and heal and transform. And for one tour, for example, we put three key values, which were uh, transformation, vision, and holding space. Mm -hmm. So. With everything that we do on stage, we want to also transmit these values. And we don't say them in the beginning also, just through the music we create, the actions we do, the scenery that we establish. We want that people can feel that. And not always we set them so clearly, but sometimes they are just there and sometimes we point them out like this. And it's incredible how people can actually feel that. And this is simply the power of awareness the power of integrity and the power yeah of the of intention setting yeah yeah I, th i think this is really a powerful tool that you can use i mean on the one point to really set this intention and to have like an idea of where you want to head to but also on the other side to be open for wonders um to come into your life right mm -hmm. um yeah. I think this crisis um, really put us into a totally new situation for the whole planet. And I would be interested in what are you personally doing right now to stay calm and open? And what can you also recommend to others? Um, so just from my personal situation, um, I've really found that meditation and yoga as like a self-care ritual really helps in the day-to-day -day life. Um, I, for example, I did a challenge like the, the abundance challenge, which is ah. really nice. Um, I've been invited to those groups maybe yeah. uh, three, four times, but I never Here. did it. And this was the, this was the perfect moment to say, okay, let me do this. And then, you know, make my own group. And it was a really beautiful experience to, um, to share that and then that got me back into my meditation practice and waking up doing breath work so every day when i wake up i do a little bit of breath work i do the fourfold breath mm -hmm. um and then i do like small yoga sequences just to really get into the body before i go into anything else and so that really the beginning of the day is getting out of the mind you know because a lot of times when you wake up it's just like thoughts next level all over the place um, and so to really get out of the mind, get into the body and center yourself in that way. Another important thing is to really get into nature and spend time if you can alone in nature and then maybe also with a friend or something to really, you know, still enjoy the beautiful free things we have in this life, in this freedom that we still have, you know, so you can go out on a lake, you can go into the woods and you can really have that experience for yourself. Yeah, like this, it was mainly for me, I was um, manifesting a lot to have a little piece of nature that I can protect and plant. And it just in the beginning of the quarantine, it found its way into my life. So I have a little garden now and I started mm -hmm. to put many healing plants and yeah, they all grow happy and it's, it's so, <laughs> so special to be there. And um, I've really taken the time to to sit also with all the emotions and to yeah to pray to 
to not hide or distract from whatever I deeply feel and to yeah surrender even more deep on a deeper level to the great mystery and to this greater plan that there is so I for example I was also we built a new sweat lodge and I uh, was until the morning <laughs> this morning wow. in the sweat lodge so I just yeah. came back in the morning like ah no we have this interview and um yeah to 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 deeply deeply connect to your prayer for yourself but also on a collective level so I could take out a lot from the special time and I also talk a lot to my friends who are living in in other countries or also in the Amazonas I have friends from the Shipipo tribe and they're also really in trouble right now so also always trying to reach out to people supporting them and seeing what we can do not just through prayer also through actions and support mm -hmm. that's beautiful thank you so much and i think also on your website there are several offerings for people that are looking for sound meditation during those yeah. days right yeah yeah so yeah we can slowly start with events again but we also created when it all started We created an uh, online sound ceremony. It took us like a week just filming and recording. Um, it was really great work that we could do. And yeah, it's amazing because we've never, we always wanted to do that, but there was never space for it. And now we just created it. And I mean, now we talk so much about binary beats and frequencies and they have to be received through a certain speaker system or through, mm -hmm. or through headphones. So actually the chakra sound ceremony we created is extremely powerful when received at home with your headphones so this was a motivation for us to do that uh yeah so the special thing about the at-home meditation what elise was saying is that you can actually experience binaural beats in the uh, specific way that they will then act perfectly as intended on your brain mm -hmm. so in an actual ceremony where we just have speakers you create something that's called a monaural beat so that's when the binaural beats, so the two different sound waves, come together in the center of the room and go around the room. Now with the binaural beat, you actually have specific frequencies going into the left and right ear. And this then creates uh, an exact frequency that your brain then locks in step to. It entrains to that frequency. And so you go into a very specific state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so the online sound workshop series is online now. Um, We can send you links for that. Um, and then you also get like a kundalini yoga sequence with that. And the meditation itself is, I think, almost two hours. And it's split into each chakra. So you have like, you can just do the root chakra one day if you want, or you can do all of the chakras. And uh, yeah, it was really fun making it. It was tons of work. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, we were like, okay, yeah, let's do the audiovisual HD experience. And then we filmed it once and, uh, and realized that, You know, we had the wrong camera or the wrong setting. And then we said, okay, we need to do it again. So it ended up taking like a whole week just to film it and then cut it together and then do this big, you know, presentation. And uh, yeah, it was really it was really great. It was really fun to finally put together this. For yeah. sure, I will check it out because Chakra <laughs> has really been my topic during the past three months. I really was working on it a lot. So, um, yeah, it's the perfect thing for me right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you choose actually from the, now going from the inside world to the outer world again. <laughs> you actually chose Berlin as your home, your 
space right now. Um, why do you think Berlin right now is the perfect place for you? Well, the beauty of Berlin is not just Berlin, but also its surrounding. So if we talk about Berlin, here is where we can co-create so much with people from all over the world like also on our team we have people from different countries we have people who live here people who just here uh, several months we are also always inviting other musicians and artists to join us mm -hmm. so here's really this creative super hub at the moment and co-creation is just flowing in absolute abundance i would say mm -hmm. and at the same time we have brandenburg where i'm actually from from potsdam which is just half an hour away and you're already in such a more quiet place with many mm -hmm. many lakes so for me for example since i work so deeply with sound my senses and my being just opened so much more i got very 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 sensitive to my surrounding and to sound that's why i yeah i also have to move out uh, several times a week i i go out of berlin for for a few days and um yeah stay in nature because it's also like a lot of energy yeah i absolutely feel you so as you may know tunes and wings is about music and travel so i'm curious what are your favorite spots in and around berlin or maybe also happenings that you like um well in in berlin you mean like in general Yeah, maybe, I don't know, restaurants, bars, parks, events, yoga studios, whatever comes into your mind. Um, well, I mean, hanging outside is always great. Uh, I personally live in Neukölln mm -hmm. um, and we're always going to Tempelhof. I find that Tempelhof is basically an open air festival every day recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we also have friends who are planning to, we're going to build this box, like a box that you'd put on the front of a bike. Mm -hmm. uh, like a really big one um, and then we're going to put a sound system in there and then have a little tractor set up on top and we want to do kind of spontaneous open airs with Abstand of course but Tempelhof is the perfect place to do that you know so have like our little sound system portable sound system um, otherwise Heisenheit is also great I can probably only list you things in Kreuzberg Neukölln where, where we hang out because as, as Berlin tends to be a Keats village kind of feeling uh we tend to hang out mainly in the parks these days because of course we can't uh go into the bars <laughs> yeah uh, and well yeah if they would be open again what is the maybe a vegan or vegetarian food spot that you really love to attend again or that you love well, to visit again That's one thing that we are actually a bit addicted to. But, well, you're addicted to it. Yeah, and Caroline too. So before <laughs> festival, after festival, you know, when you're like really, especially mm -hmm. after festival, it's so amazing when you come back home, you just unloaded the car and you're completely exhausted. Then we would go to Umami in Bergmannstraße mm -hmm. and eat. I always eat a, a vegetarian food there. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so this place... Yeah, we, after or before rehearsing or uh, meeting with the team, we really like to go there. Yeah, but it's actually very loud. The street is super loud and the inside too. So right now it's quite empty. That's great. And otherwise we just take it and eat it somewhere else where it's yeah. quiet. <laughs> yeah, there's also a really nice Vietnamese place next to it, which I actually prefer. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a discussion. <laughs> 
Very nice. So if people are now interested in your work, what are your offerings for the second half of 2020 and how can people find you? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, for those who are not here, the, the online course is really amazing. We also have some free online things. I also just started a podcast portraying, um, nice. yeah, different holistic arts. Um, for more free things, we also have uh, musical releases mm -hmm. that are up. So like on Spotify and SoundCloud, you can hear a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, but then we also, we do one yoga retreat intuitively. Last year, we decided to not go to Spain, but to do it in Germany. Mm -hmm. So it will be in July to Austria, but I think it's full. And then for the women, there are still women's retreats. Mm -hmm. And we do the sound training, which we're so looking forward to. We were, we wanted to do it in March, but we had to postpone it to July. And people come from all over the world. Um, and those from, for example, Lebanon and uh, South Korea, they still don't know if they can come to the training. So maybe they open something up. But we also do it again in October. October, November. Yeah. Yeah, so we have the sound training. We also have a yoga, meditation, and sound retreat in the middle of July. So that should be really nice. Um, we're really excited for that in Ostsee. And otherwise, we have, yeah, so the online things. We have an event that's coming up, our first live event, like in person, which will be actually uh, the coming Friday. Wow, super cool. So maybe if you can send me the links to the podcast and to the SoundCloud channels and so on, I will put it in the show notes and into the article. Of the yes. Episode. Oh, we also have a men's group we're building. That's uh -huh. the newest thing. So That's getting guys together. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. And for, for people who just want to experience, um, they are always invited to join the Berlin sessions. It's not about being a super meditator or a musician just joining and receiving the sound and just being open to really feel the, the medicine of the sound working through the body so this is a great experience to just get a glimpse of this world and uh, yeah we regularly do them in berlin that's beautiful thank you so much for your words is there anything that you'd like to share that i didn't ask you mm. Well, I want, I'm just happy if we can all really, yeah, trust, um, trust ourselves and trust the process in a special time. And really, whenever we feel lost or we feel disconnected, um, to really reach out to, to learn and to, to listen to those people who are also really putting their work in service of the greater good. So I really pray that the voices of those people are getting more heard now. Um, I had something that just came to my mind um, for all the different creatives out there um, that, you know, I think it's sometimes quite hard during the quarantine to stay creative when you feel, oh, my festival gigs are canceled or when am I going to play again or when do I get to create experiences with a larger group of people. And what I found is having a really clear uh, routine And having moments where you plan in when you're creative to be really great and to not judge yourself and just do the little bits, you know, put a little bit on your painting or add a little bit to your song or your, take some photographs and really stay creative, but don't get 
down on yourself for not being able to be creative mm-hmm. in this time because some people have the feeling of oh you know oh now i have all the time now i have to make my masterpiece it's mm-hmm. like there's also <laughs> emotional situation happening and mm-hmm. yeah so to stay you know don't be mad at yourself have self-compassion but try every day to put a little bit of creativity together yeah That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your words. And thank you so much for the wonderful conversation. I enjoyed every second. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I hope we can meet soon. And I would really love to attend one of your sessions. And hopefully we can do this in summer in Berlin. Yeah, we look forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. I really love... Conversations about the combination of music and spiritual experiences on a scientific level as well as the sensations happening in mind, body and soul and yeah, actually monitoring them, feeling them and talking about them. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation and interview as well. Let me know on the podcast platforms or on Facebook, on Instagram or wherever you find Tunes and Wings. Thank you so much for listening. Rock and roll and stay tuned. <laughs>